from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Hi. Um, all right. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Sydney. I'm Sophia. I'm Savannah. I'm Isha. And I'm Claudia. How's everyone feeling today? I'd love to know. Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, that shut up wasn't for any of you guys. My, I hate my landline, right? But it's just annoying because we only get spam calls on the landline. So if you haven't heard Isha answer a telemarketer before, you haven't lived. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen ever seen in my life oh my god do you remember that Bengali one who started speaking like Bengali with me I'm like I can understand you you stupid bitch like yeah yeah, he was like this dumb bitch and you were like he called me a whore in a different language and I was like excuse me I know what you're saying or if there's plastic in my food again aka seamless once we get big enough I'm gonna just trash seamless like I'm still mad about that like so mad I'll never forget that's the scariest thing everyone is in my life you going off in the seamless (laughs) So we posted on Instagram to get some requests on what we should talk about this week. And someone asked us how to make the first move. So we're going to like dive into that and talk about how to make the first move, whether you're a guy or a girl and the do's and don'ts of it. It's so good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, Are we qualified to give advice on this? As a girl, when was the last time everyone made a first move is actually the real question. 
Um, actually, I feel like I always make it first. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like fairly recently, sort of. For me, it's always been like a confidence thing because, like, I feel like every time actually I've like been in a relationship, usually I'm the one like starting things just because I know what I want, I want to go get it, etc. I don't know what it is, especially recently. Like, whenever guys make the first move, I just like it makes me ill. <laughs> like when guys like text you on Tinder, like no matter what they say, it makes me like. Eh. So I just choose to take the first move because like I just don't trust guys starting things. According to research studies, which I don't know where they're from, but I've read it at one point. When a girl <laughs> makes the first move, she has like a 9 out of 10 shot of the guy like responding back no matter what. Because like we're girls and guys are shook when a girl has a confidence and like the balls to be like, can I get your number? That so we are qualified to talk about this. Yeah. Literally people have read studies yeah. that we do in our free time. So let's go. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, that study um, that you're talking about, Sophia. No, I I feel like that's so true because one of my guy friends always tells me, Savannah, you could literally get any guy you wanted, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? No, I couldn't. I don't get guys' attention. But then they – because guys just like – they're um oblivious and I feel like too scared to make the first move because they don't want to like – freak the girl out but then the girl is like, oh, he doesn't like me if they don't make the first move. But I think if you're a girl, making the first move is like the best thing you can do because – no guy is gonna turn you down like what unless he has a girlfriend and he's actually faithful which is rare but yes yeah don't be just going up kissing random people (laughs) if you think about it girls get their like ideas or confidence or like ways of making the first move from things like podcasts and like articles and movies where do you think guys get their ideas from? Because I know we're all thinking the same answer to that question. <laughs> they get it from a certain video website. So I feel like that's where the issues go wrong. Yeah. Because like they don't do the same research and it's just the energy is not the same. Exactly. There's like a fine line between being a literal creep psycho and talking to a girl like a girl and not an object. And I feel like because of the things that guys watch and where they get that from, like Sydney was just saying – it's impossible for them to like distinguish that line. So in their mind, it's either I'm going to freak her out or like just not say anything at all. So it's either like he's going to be really aggressive and make the first move to us or he's going to be a noob and not do anything. Yeah. Because like you think about like what are you dating for is always the question. I feel like intentions might not always match up because like guys usually only want one thing out of these interactions and girls might want the possibility of like there being more. So there's always sometimes like an energy disconnect or like I'm not a matchup. Especially nowadays, the best way to like steer this conversation about making the first move would be like Bumble versus Tinder. Because like Bumble, you know, it's for the ladies. So like girls have to make the first move. Mm -hmm. And we're not really used to doing that a lot. So sometimes it's like super awkward. Like, what do I say? Like, what do I do? Sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, hey. And then I'll give a notification. It's like, are you sure you want to say that? Like, we can suggest some better Mm -hmm. lines for you. And I'm like... (laughs) ouch and then of course tinder guys need a whole like four course four credit course on how to start those conversations because they're all terrible at it every single one it's just bad i'm Hmm. gonna throw like hinge into the mix because i think hinge is superior to the two but i feel hot take hot take (laughs) but i feel like guys make the first move on hinge like always like significantly better because they say something about your bio and it's not like a creepy thing or like a weird thing where it's like spotify made a mistake you're not one of the top 10 singles on there oh god yeah oh my god sophia that's so true i feel like wait i feel like hinge is the visco of dating apps wait that's so accurate wait i think i think you're saying that because the 
app, like the app itself ha- is, has like an H on it and it's a white app and the Visco app's white. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not even, but like even when you go on it, everyone's pictures are so yeah. aesthetic and like no. they only post like their Visco-y pictures, not like in Tinders, it's all of like girls in bikinis and like trash guys, I feel like, but then you go on Hinge and it's like, I went to brunch. Yeah. Yeah. So like Tinder, I'm going to, I'm going to like give these guys a really big piece of advice. No girl wants to see you, one, some weird mirror selfie from when you were 15 in high school. Two, a picture of you holding a fish. I don't know what guys think. Does the fish also attract me? Like, it's supposed to make me be like, oh my god, like he can catch a bass or a bass or whatever. Yes. Or three, we talked about this in the last episode. No one wants to see a picture of you with your ex or with your girlfriend you think is hot. Like, just, just don't do it. And then two, when you message someone, don't be like, hey, you want to see a picture? Like, no don't do it like do not do it she will block you do not do it it's gross it's nasty no one wants to see that literally no one so just don't do it one of my really good guy friends gave me a great piece of advice ladies on a dating app if he asks for your snapchat before your number he's a boy and just wants one thing but if he asks for your number before your snapchat he is like more genuine okay so this is like i guess unpopular opinion but I kind of like when people ask for my snapchats first just because I use snapchat way more than text and then once you start snapchatting me you ask for my text oh no I totally agree Sophia. that's so interesting uh, uh, wait, wait can I say something else yeah no I wasn't I was just saying like that's interesting no no I didn't know if I should um if I should not talk because I interrupted your interesting no 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 you're good <laughs> okay okay um no I totally agree Sophia I feel like I use the different apps as the stepping stool in the relationship like it marks the periods when you first start talking you can go to like snapchat and then like if things are starting to get serious you start texting if things are starting to get real serious you move on to FaceTime like that's a whole new level I honestly think now the top tier of it of the highest point in relationships is when you guys just like call each other on the phone like you don't even text you just call I love FaceTime like if someone asked me to FaceTime I'm like yes yeah wait question 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 for all of you guys what is the timeline as like how long you need to talk on the app before you move to another app is it a few messages like where you see if you connect or is it like long conversations before you move to another app um honestly for me it doesn't really matter it just depends on how close we get like I use snapchat as because you you can't really have conversations on snapchat I use it as a way to plan to like hang out with the person when you start to hang out with the person you can be like oh like are you free this time blah 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 and then after you hang out with the person, that's when you guys start to text more because you start to develop like more of a relationship, I feel like. The one thing I do like about Snapchat is text. Sometimes it's awkward because like you don't know how they text. So like they might take a really long time to answer and you're like, wow, are they not interested in me or something like mm-hmm. that? Snapchat, you know when they open, you know when they're on, mm-hmm. you can kind of gauge their interest, which I do like. But I do prefer texting just personally because I feel like it's more personal and you get to know it's each other It's way better. more intimate. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm just an awful texter. Like, I will take three days to respond. I love texting. Y'all know that, though. Yeah, I hate Snapchat. I don't know why. Like, I, I really do like it, though, as, like, a stepping stone from a dating app. to sna- Like, if you think, if you're not sure whether or not they're creepy, I think Snapchat is a really good alternate to a number. I totally agree with that. No, literally same. I, the only reason I'm on Snapchat, though, is to talk to a guy. That's like, it. That's, I, that's why I don't really Snapchat other people. <laughs> okay, this, oh my god, I'm exposing myself, but, like, I literally use Snapchat to be alone. 
whispers it. Yeah. Savannah, even if you whisper it, everyone hears it. No, I know, but I didn't want my parents to hear it right now, but I'm realizing they're going to listen anyways, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, if you ask for your Snapchat, like, it's nothing more than a hookup. No offense. Yeah. It could be lead to more, but initially it's not going to be more than that. Yeah, like at least you know where their mind is at. Like if they ask for your Snapchat, you know what they're thinking like initially, even though like it could change. Because then they're like, hey, I want to see more of you. And I'm like, back up. As the third form of communication, because we've done Snapchat and we've done text, have any of y'all gotten when guys are like, what's your Instagram? And they don't get it just all of you on Instagram. They want to like DM talk to you. Oh, I've gotten instead. that. Instead. 100%. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I, so like, it's just really weird because Tinder is already like a communication platform. Why would you want another communication platform? You know, like, it's okay. You want to follow me and see what I'm, you usually like on Instagram. That's fine. But like, why do you got to DM me? That's just so sketchy to me. I actually low-key prefer when they ask for Instagram because one, I can see what they actually look like. So you think about it, like your profile is just like a window into what you, like your best four or five pictures for guys those are usually all bad so like you get to see what they actually look like and you get extra followers too so like it's a win-win situation you know it's pleasing everyone that's um what snapchat is for though but you have to look good and that's so much effort like at least with instagram like i already put my good (laughs) stuff out there so i don't put really effort into it so it's more convenient for you yeah it's better for me it's pleasing me and the girls it's not necessarily for him it's for me honestly i think a guy asking for your number is like the best way to make a first move for a girl i mean guy i'm like oh like that's sweet he wants to get to know me even if you are just trying to fuck it's a it's a good way to like you know get one foot in the door should we move on from dating apps yeah yeah i don't really know anything about dating apps. i have a question do you guys usually hit guys up on dating apps besides bumble I do if I think, like, they're my type. If by their pictures, I'm like, this seems like a nice, decent guy who's not going to try to send me dick pics if I reach out first. Or, like, he's, his ego is not going to grow. Mm-hmm. I'll text him and be like, hey, what's up? But if he's a guy who looks like a frat douche, like, knows he's attractive sort of situation, then I just yeah. like, don't. Not that all guys and frats are bad, but you know what I mean. I only do in two circumstances. One, if there's something in their bio that I, like, have to comment on. <laughs> one time, one guy had hashtag call her daddy in his bio so i of course have been like why is that in your bio and he was like i don't know some girl told me to put it in there to get girls to like swipe on me and i was like i mean it, yeah it works. no 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 in the first caller daddy episode they're like put caller daddy in your tinder bio and see see how it works like see that it works people are gonna comment on it i unmatched with him but like it worked initially or also if they're like so unbelievably attractive that like they should not have matched with me I take my chances and I swipe and I send a little message just to make sure it was an accident. Also, just a tip for the guys who don't know how to work Tinder. You got to say something that is either controversial, but like not disrespectful or just like a plain conversation starter or something like, let's go do this. Then like you provide a chance for the girls to be like, all right, I'll respond to that. You know, what about like, what do you guys do on Instagram? Do you guys try and talk to guys on Instagram? Like, do you slide into their DMs or like follow cute guys? I do not. I don't. If I ever tell you guys that I slid into someone's DMs, slap me across the face with a slice of pizza. Like I will <laughs> never in my life reach out to someone over Instagram. That's just so icky and gross. If I see like you're attractive, I will follow you on Instagram because like you're pretty to look at. Like I want to see you on my feed, yeah. but that's all I do. Like me following you you is my first move actually thank you mm-hmm. yeah that's as far as it goes as a follow if you don't follow me back and like all my <laughs> pictures and dm me and find me on snapchat and like the interest is not there you know take some initiative 
I think another topic that we should talk about in regards to dating apps is opening lines because opening lines can either be like so disgusting. What the fuck are you even talking about right now? Like what just came out of your asshole that you felt the need to send that to me? Or it can actually be like sort of funny and weird. Like, is there a distinguish with you guys? Because I don't really, I don't really know. For me, I just have two base rules. If you're going to DM me on Instagram or start talking to me on Hinge or whatever, do not ask me what race I am or what ethnicity I am. Mm. I've gotten that so many times. Times 10. And then secondly is do not tell me you're going to choke slam your grandma to take me on a date because that doesn't paint you in a good light at all. Who has ever said that? That was so specific. No, I get that. I had to put... I'm Chinese, stop asking on my bio. I'm so dead. <laughs> they just keep on asking. Like, I had a good opening bio on my uh, Tinder bio, which says I have a boss tattooed on my lip. Yeah. You know, that's such a great way to start a conversation for guys to ask me about it. But like, no, they don't ask about it. They just says, what, what are you? What are you? That's what they ask. I hate that. Even as a white identifying person, I get that a lot. And I'm like, can you, I'm, what do you mean? And if I get that, like, I can't even imagine. Literally, like, uh, bro, I am literally black. Like, there is no if and or buts. Like, I don't look, <laughs> I don't look white passing. I don't look Asian passing. I am straight up black. And it doesn't matter what race the guy is. They always ask. There's an opening line and it's A, about my race, two, some nasty innuendo with some crude language, or three, a really cheesy line, like, skirt no so what i did was i actually put in my bio like i'm a podcast host don't be offended if you come up in an episode and that since i put that in there every single guy has commented oh my god what's your podcast name I'm like okay some free <laughs> promo then they yeah, listen so and then we funny. get good convos out of it and there you go a whole conversation started right there so it's a win-win to me, i relate to that because i've gotten everything under the sun from like salvadorian to australian i don't know how <laughs> Same. But, like what? everybody just skips india coincidentally any tips for any guys out there thinking of dming me i'm indian please don't say anything about it thanks yeah i've been asked about brazilian indian asian and i was like baby brown You've gone indian sydney you would be you would be a good indian my parents can train you <laughs> i'm so dead no, this one guy was like one guy was like you have very red undertones and i was like how excuse me like i don't even know what that what means but also mean? like um i just don't understand how that's like an opening line i don't understand how they like what conversation do you want to get out of that like shut the fuck up because you're gonna get a shut the fuck up and that's on being a racially diverse podcast period it's also like when they ask you that or like you ask them what they are and you answer like what do you say like thank you congrats how do you answer that if you're like what are you i'm like oh i'm black they're like cool or like congrats and i'm like okay they usually say oh you don't look like blah 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 whatever you answer that's what they usually yeah i'm like is that supposed to be a compliment or is that supposed to be like i never got that moving on to a more positive note we're gonna give you some tips talk about what's our favorite tinder opening line for my guy that we got in oh. oh okay who wants to go first i can go second are we doing i only have the worst i don't feel like i don't have any good ones i just have bad ones. Mind. <laughs> one guy was like i forgot the exact wording but he was like the world is coming to an end like you can see like the incoming and like one song's playing in the background what is it and i was kind of like dang i don't know oh, i kind of like i was that. like i don't know beyonce <laughs> like i'm kind of deep but then like after he was like oh so i just tells you like your type of person you are and like, the kind of music you like and we got in combo about that so i was kind of like that was kind of smart but yeah you know that or anything about politics makes me like fired up you know i don't know why this is my favorite pickup line because i feel like it's so cheesy but my favorite thing ever and i've gotten this a few times so i feel like at this point maybe it's common knowledge or like popular at this point and i even talked about it with my guy friends here and apparently it's like a thing 
are you a polar bear? Because I want to break the ice or something weird like that. Like, that even makes sense. But the way, like, the happiness, the euphoria that I get. Is that a word? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Euphoria. It's literally a TV show. (laughs) We talk about euphoria today. Literally today we talked about it. I know. I forgot. Um, The euphoria I get when that pickup line is used with me. I don't know why. It's just boyish and cute. I like it. I'm the exact opposite, Zara. (laughs) I cannot wait for You're like, I'm not a polar bear, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I'm not. Thank you. But the the number one, top one, my favorite one I've gotten so far is he said, wow, you just look like someone who has their life together. I was like, oh, my God. Wait, so is that, like, attractive to you because you don't have your life together or because you're proud that you do? Exactly. Okay. (laughs) I I was like, that's so far from the truth, but I'm so glad you think that. If we're being, like, painstakingly honest, honestly, a hey, what's up does it for me. I'm like, yep, let's go. Yeah. Because they're not weird. Because I hate when guys are like, oh my god, I want to see something. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't want to see anything. Like, leave me alone. So I feel like when they're so normal, it hurts. I'm like, oh, thank Jesus. That's why Hinge is better than Tinder, just because they have the questions and answer part. So they does it for you. And you can literally just swipe up on that question and comment on that. There's not that many people on Hinge, though. That's the only thing. I feel like the, the pool is smaller. But like, they're better quality. Yeah, that may be I true. like the pool that I, I must have. be on the ugly tier because I don't get a lot of good quality on that. <laughs> My friend, he just made a Hinge because I like convinced him it was the best thing ever. And then he was like, Hinge is not it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I love it. He's like, why do I keep getting all boys on the app? I requested girls and I was like like maybe Hinge is different on the male side like maybe it's not as good for them what do you mean I don't know maybe the algorithm's weird I don't know I don't know I'm so done so we've discussed first moves to make on the apps, on the text, on the Snapchat, on the Instagram. Sorry, I don't know why I just did that accident. I'm sincere. What a great transition, Sydney. Yeah. Just so smooth I and quality. I sincerely apologize. But anyway, we talked about first moves on the apps, like on dating apps, because that's usually like what we do in like quarantine and like just at our age. But now, for those of us who get to go out soon because you wore your mask, <laughs> we're talking about how to make the first move in a bar, in a club, like your whole nightlife scene how you approach that because honestly you have like five seconds to make an impression and then you're done i really need this from you guys because i've never gotten anything so go you've never gotten anything what do you mean i've never taken action i've never gotten action in a bar never gotten action what <laughs> you've definitely gotten hit on no so, claudia don't even claudia don't even i know you have I literally witnessed her get no. hit on so i don't know what the fuck she's talking about i'm with claudia i just mind my own business um okay so um Savannah. <laughs> Sorry, I did totally just Okay, okay. So if we're talking in terms of like going out, then I think the best thing you can do, I mean, I don't know when or if anyone's going to be able to go out again. Oh my God, it's so sad. But if anyone ever can do it again and doesn't have to social distance, True. then I think the best thing you can do is be really confident just like something that you notice about them if you have something in in common like let's say they're wearing like a patagonia hat for example it's so specific (laughs) literally so specific okay because then you can be like oh like hey i noticed your patagonia hats like do you like hiking and stuff and then unless they like don't like hiking and then they're like that's awkward no (laughs) yeah just be really confident if you're in like the clubs you gotta be be like oh my god hey and like really oh my god please take that out 
<laughs> never, never. Ladies, if you are actually ladies and gents, anyone, if you are in a bar and a man approaches you in a Patagonia hat in a New York bar and says, I like hiking, <laughs> run. That could absolutely run. But that just sounds like a horrible idea. That sounds like my dream, man. Yeah. The woods of New York City. I have one very specific rule whenever you go approach people. And, and oh, I remember someone saying, like, if it's a club or a bar, then you can. Or if it's a restaurant, you can't. That actually, I want to make an adjustment to that. And I'm sure that Savannah will agree. If you're at a restaurant bar, then it's okay. And if it's at, like, a bar or a club, then it's okay. But, like, if obviously, it's common courtesy if you see them, like, sitting at a literal dinner table with a date with their mom or something maybe not maybe that's not the best time to go up and be like I love your Patagonia hat yeah but a very specific rule that I have regarding approaching men first I know it's not typical socially accepted in some cases for a woman to approach a man first but honestly like I think would you rather risk regretting not going up to that person or like would you rather go home that night and be like oh I could have gotten some dick tonight maybe or had a really good conversation with the guy I could have potentially liked one day Uh or would you rather suffer at worst two seconds of embarrassment because the worst that could happen is you go up to them be like hey like I noticed you from over there what's up how is your night going the worst that can happen is they could be like, oh, yeah, no, like, sorry, not interested. And you're like, okay, run. Would you rather have that 20 seconds of embarrassment than a whole night of, ooh, I should have done this, I should have done this. Also for guys, I feel like don't, if someone says no, that means no. And I feel like no one really gets that. Not even in like the sort of like sexual way, which is like the most obvious way. But if a girl's like giving you vibes, like turning away from you, obviously saying no not interested don't fucking try to convince her it's no the more you convince her the more she's gonna friggin' think you put something in her drink yeah. relax you can get another exactly. one time does not make you look cuter by the way you look exactly the same you did five minutes ago so don't keep trying <laughs> <laughs> for me if someone who's never hit on anyone in public i have to say that before i wasn't ready just because i feel like i would take the um rejection so personally but like now i figure it out that it's not personal you know you're just not looking for the same thing and that's okay so think about it the next time you're backing away from like talking to someone really attractive just think that the rejection is not personal and just give your best shot yes also like if you're a guy hitting on a girl good for you but just don't be like that kind of guy who like stares at them and then you're like no and then they just like stares doing and they keep coming back up to you if you go over you got to be like really nice and confident and be like hey like i've been just looking at you like wondering if we could talk blah 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 like do not be creepy like yeah like your tits are huge Literally. like no girl's gonna be receptive to that yeah. <laughs> i've been following you all night and like i've seen every move you've done it's like okay if a guy's at a club he wants to get laid so the odds of him rejecting you are slim to none that is true that is also it's like, true guys when they come up to you i'm just like my one piece of advice is just one, just be nice, be casual, and don't be creepy. Like, if you're, like, <laughs> in the corner, like, staring at a girl and, like, <laughs> approach her on 10, like, why would she want to talk to you? It makes no sense. But best line I've ever gotten from a guy, y'all were there for this. He's like, <laughs> you look like you like Wuthering Heights. And it was just the most out of, like, left pocket comment. Oh, my God. What the heck? But it's my favorite book. So I was like, oh, my God. He read my soul, like, time to go. Talked about books for, like, two hours. And I was like, wow. Like, I might love that, it. That sounds like a plot to fan fiction, Sydney, where he, like, knows <laughs> your favorite book. Girl. And you're like, oh, my God. Harry. <laughs> He knows me. I'm not like other girls. Girl, you're speaking my language. Bruh, this is literally, don't even. For my NYU essay, literally, or for like my writing supplement, I wrote my fan fiction, took One Direction out, replaced name and sent it in, and I got in. So, period. For girls, because 
we mostly got asked like how do girls approach a guy because like 2020 baby feminism men suck like girls were the world whatever three things one get yourself like an intro somehow working like hey i'm whatever your name is and like blah 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 like get a combo started then two break the touch barrier whether it's like a hand on the arm a hand on the thigh a hand on the hand i hate people touching me Okay, unless you're Sophia. But just like, <laughs> literally, like, if you're laughing, like, just like push their arms and like get that touch barrier down. And number three, if you feel a good reception, then that's like your green light to go. But if not, <laughs> if they're like, please don't ever touch me again, then that's when you make your exit to the bathroom and you leave. And crawl out the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, crawl out the wall. The window, sorry, not the wall. Don't crawl through a wall. You know, this whole conversation just reminds me of a TikTok. Take a shot, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> time can I we go it. one episode without referencing a tiktok that would be a dream no. i don't think we <laughs> no. ever have no. uh but the tiktok is you know the the sound that's how i shoot my shot yeah that's how i shoot my shot that that's one. that's that's the whole thing that's the whole thing why is the purge sound going off the what the purge sound did someone just get an amber alert that's literally my tv because it's a tornado warning Sorry. Oh, oh good. We love Florida. Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so I was going to say, this is not really like an opening line, but please don't say to girls, oh, you're not like other girls. Because when they ask you, how am I not like other girls? You don't know how to answer that. They're like, you have bigger boobs. And I'm like, <laughs> can you? Oh my God. Do you guys know that scene in Madagascar too, where it's like Moto Moto? And she's like, so Moto Moto, what do you like about me? And he's like, oh my God, girl, you're huge. And she's like, besides that. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you chunk it. I like them big. I like them chunk it. I have to come in for that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's not even what I was going to say. Um, Claudia, were you done? Because that was just an interview. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think you're all going to like this topic of conversation, and that is body language. Ooh. Because I think, like, that's something that – I don't want to say that's something that men don't get, but I feel like that's something that, like, a rule that all women know when they try to exhibit whenever they go up to a guy, and that's something a guy is so unreceptive to. Even when you start dating, even when you start, like, seeing each other – if a girl is laughing and touching your arm, if her legs are crossed towards you, if your body's turned towards you, if she's batting her eyelashes at you, if she's laughing at literally everything you say, even when you don't think it's that funny, like <laughs> if you don't even think it's that funny, other people aren't going to think it's funny at all. So if a girl's like laughing at even your stupidest jokes, that means they like you. And I feel like that means like they want you to make a move in most cases. Obviously, consent is always something that you should ask about. But before you even ask, you should be getting those receptions. Do you guys feel like, like, yeah. what's your, what's your body language shit? What do you do? For me? Okay. I really suck at this. I don't know why I've been trying to improve recently. I think I have, but I'm really <laughs> bad at like being really touchy and stuff. Even if I want to be, I feel like I'm pretty like friendly and flirty. I like someone and like you, I give them off the vibes that I want them to like make a move. And I make it very, very obvious. Also, if I'm very uninterested. Like, I like when guys, like, are kind of touchy, but there's also, like, when guys grab your waist to move you and stuff, and, like, you don't know them, and you're, like, stop touching me. Yeah. 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 Ew. Yeah, My love language is literally physical touch, so I'm, like, touch me, touch Same. me. I like, that's a song. <laughs> touch me, touch me. I don't know. That sounded so wrong. <laughs> it is, it is. Okay. But, yeah, like, yeah. even just, like, a hand on, like, the leg, I'm always, like, let's go, room, room, ka-chow. That is my language. Like, you are revving me up. I let's go, let's go. Ka-chow! Ka-chow! Okay, honestly, yeah. for me, I feel like I don't really have, like, a body language thing for me. I think 
what how I flirt is like a lot of times just through silly banter and eye contact. <laughs> yes, eye contact. For real, it's seriously. Um, it's a classic. It will get with you so far. I feel like it increases the sexual tension between two people so much when you're like talking to them or and staring into their eyes or like you know doing the deeds and staring into their eyes oh no i cannot <laughs> stare in their eyes it's like that shit's like intense bro i'm like jesus y'all watch love island yeah i watched one episode but oh my god i'm about to say good and i'm like because banter <laughs> the banter i'm like okay i didn't know what you're talking about if anyone here is british listening to this i'm so sorry that was so awful but um yeah don't yeah. hate us, please. I feel like if you can like have a little like joke, a little like nudge each other, and it's kind of like tongue in cheek, yeah. funny. That's from like time ago to your dorm or your apartment if you're older. <laughs> this whole episode is just making me miss male interaction and attention right now. Horny? Yeah, me too. So yeah. horny. Uh, it's been too long. I was gonna say that based on my personal experience for girls, tips for you guys is so I actually met this guy in a coffee shop the night after we hooked up and I kind of just went over and like leaned towards him and later on we developed into a relationship and he told me that's what really got him because I was very comfortable with him after hooking up approached him and like showed that I was interested so like even you don't make the first move some body language shows that you're interested the guys will get it and that's pretty much how you make the first move it's non-verbal communication yeah it's so important yeah, exactly. it tells the girl everything or the guy everything that your words aren't and if you're terrible with words that's your time to shine baby exactly i feel like that's more common with people as well like i feel like that sort of physical initiation is so important like you can't be and this goes for both girls and guys you can't be like oh they didn't make the first move when they were like trying to hold your hand trying to move in trying to do whatever they do like there comes a point where you have to meet them where they're at and I feel like that's such a huge thing. Like, oh, she didn't put out or he's so he's such a bitch. He didn't make a move. You know what I mean? But clearly be showing you signs of interest. Sometimes it's literally like they're just not even being receptive to anything. And that means they don't like you. But if you like that person in any way, <laughs> there's going to be some body language. So I think uh, should we add stuff that's like related to high school in case they're high school listeners? I was going to say when we do classes, we could do like professors versus teachers and stuff very different like how when you talk to someone in like a high school classroom versus like a college lecture so I want to talk about body language in the car because I feel like in high school that's all I did usually it would start like smoking first and like you know in the car hotboxing the car and then just listening to music as friends but what's your what do you guys think the next move is for for this situation Okay, so I feel like if you're already friends before and you're looking to escalate the relationship and you're in the car with this person, the biggest thing that I notice is like just not even when you like start to touch the other person, but when you're close to touching the person, put your forearm down close to theirs in the middle. If theirs isn't there, it's going to make them want to put their forearm there because they're like, oh, maybe they're trying to make a move or something. Try and make a conversation as much as possible and like constantly laugh and like look into them, look into their eyes, making eye contact. It's hard because if they're driving, but like if you guys are like pulled over, but if they're driving, like try and like get as close to 
as possible to them without uh, messing up the driving, obviously. Drive safely, guys. Uh, safe driving. Try to sort of, like, initiate, like, create more of the, like, sexual tension, you know? So, going off that, I'm going to say this is scientific, even though I have literally no sources and I just made it up. Um, <laughs> if you're, like, parked or, like, not driving and, like, you're in a car and you want to, like, ramp it up a little bit, I always make my body like go to a corner, kind of open myself a little bit, like face towards them. That's showing like I'm open to touch. I'm open to you. I want to open the dialogue or stop the dialogue, actually open the touch. So I feel like just angling your body towards them or like giving them a touch on the thigh or like leaning your head on the console, making that distance a little bit smaller is going to like build that tension, scientifically speaking according to some scientists somewhere. And I feel like either consciously or subconsciously, almost every girl does that. So if you're a guy and you're listening to this, this is such good information. I feel like just keep an eye out for that sort of thing. Someone's body can tell you what they want more than like their words because sometimes that can be like awkward. Also for guys who don't know what to do in this situation, after you've done all that we've talked about, just put your hand on her thigh. Like that's the <laughs> most. Dude, the biggest <laughs> one. Exactly. Like that gets someone, you know, their butterflies flying. Uh-huh. Unless you guys just have started talking, like, don't do that. Don't do that don't. Or ask. <laughs> ask? Ask? What? Can I put my hands on your thigh, Savannah? Well, okay, it's weird, but honestly, like, okay, okay. You could do it and then be like, is this okay for you? No, no, no. Listen, listen. It's weird if, it's weird if you do it. The girl's going to be like, huh? But then they also might think it's sweet because they're like, oh, like, he's caring, you know. But if they're just trying to fuck, they might be like, that's weird. I see that, yeah. Actually, double on that because consent is super cute. So just be like, it doesn't have to be like, can I touch your thigh? Be like, like, is it okay if I, and then just like, do it. Consent is hot. Just like, imply it. Yeah, no, yeah, imply it. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah. And it'll be less awkward than like fully saying, can I put my hand on your thigh? <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Consent is so hot. You know what? I see these posts, not just on TikTok. Okay, Sydney, so don't come at me. Not just on TikTok, but like on Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. It's like, I don't want to, is this okay? Can I do this? Are you okay with this kind of guy? Like I want to, yeah, right there. Do it. <laughs> Kneel down. You can be both. But you can do both. You can be kinky and really polite at the same time. Fuck those girls who say, no, I'm lying. Don't, I'm not trying to be aggressive. But like, seriously, if you are one of those girls that think that way, try to broaden your mind a little bit because- I mean, consent is sexy all the time. Yeah. If guys, like, ask verbally, like, they're good guys. They're gentlemen who know how to, like, respect a girl. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like, sometimes I'll be, like, with a guy and we're hooking up, and he just, like, goes. And I'm like, did I say you could do that? I mean, like, I thought it, but did I say it? No. <laughs> Bring that horse back, buddy. That made no sense. Sorry. I just have to <laughs> I'm, like, Bring that horse back. Um, so, like, for high school, since we're speaking of that, I feel like I was never, like, in the car with a guy, really. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a loser, I guess. But um, <laughs> I feel like all the guys like I liked, I had classes with and stuff. And I like didn't talk to them that much. So I always like had to make excuses to talk to them. If I had like a crush on them, like I would sometimes play dumb. I would be like, hey, like I don't really get this problem. Could you please teach me it? A classic. Yeah, they'd be forced to talk to me and they would have no joke or like this teacher's so like annoying. Oh my God, I'm so confused on this class. Can I get your number about the homework? Even though I don't need homework help because I'm smart (laughs) my favorite thing about high school is when I'm assigned to you know project with my crush then you get their number and then you can you know do something else besides that wow Sophia must have been nice all of you actually except Sarah must have been nice to have guys in your class 
Oh, oh. yeah, must have been nice. Must have been oh. nice because all girls school bitches over here. Yeah, but all mine were ugly. So here's what I did. I would just drive to our brother's school's parking lot and literally just sit there and just be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm here for like swim practice." <laughs> That's confidence. I totally just exposed myself because, like, all my friends are from the school. So, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I think the best way to, you know, talk to a guy in your class, definitely pull the, hey, what did the t- teacher or what did the professor say was the homework again? Or, like, mm. hey, can I get your number? Especially if there's group projects. Um, if you can pick your groups. I don't know. That might be hard. But also another thing is try – when you go from there, like from the first stage, try and find something that you guys can relate to, something you have in common. Like, for example, if you guys both like working out, you guys can like both go to the gym together. Or if you both like dogs, like maybe you could go to a dog park, you know. Um, That's so cute. And then like you can talk about it in class unless you're Satan and you don't like dogs. <laughs> I like Claudia's dog. Not to call you out, Sydney, but and then you can just be like, "Oh my gosh, we should go sometime." Easy, dust us. Thank you for the noise. <laughs> also, if you miss a day, text them and be like, "Yeah, what was the homework?" Or like, find them on. Or no, don't find them on Instagram. It's so creepy. But like, if you have their information before that, ask him. Be like, "What did I miss? Catch me up. Let's go get coffee." Piggybacking, hiking, kayaking off what Savannah said. <laughs> What I would do if you're a nerd or a goody two-shoes, I always make like really, really long study guides for my classes. And I'll be like, I have a study guide if you want it. And I'll be like, yeah, I'd like, so what's your number? I can like send it to you over text because I don't have my computer with me. Works every single time. Or like, oh, or you eavesdrop, figure out what they're interested in and be like, oh my God, you like video games? I love Call of Duty 4. And then you bring it up and you have <laughs> that little connection. You build on that connection. But like, that's the one good thing I would say about NYU is that I've never had a class where there wasn't a cute guy. What? Uh, I have not. I have The majority not. of, I think my major just like, I'm poli sci. So there's so many cute guys. You're so lucky. Also, I have a question. I feel like this has always been like the case for me so in high school and in college. My language-based classes always had connection with guys because it's the one class you have to have conversation with people about like their weekend about like getting to know them so like for me it's always been classes like that where I'm like I'm gonna back him because I know about him we talk every day if we have to talk so if you have to build some kind of connection with someone I don't know if that's about just me but it's always been that way for me in like language classes I feel like Sydney has a lot of connections just through classes and I never yeah. know how she does it but now we know now we know. I'm making my business. <laughs> well, you know why? Because we're communications majors. So it's uh, like, you know, that's our job. That's literally what we're learning. That's what we want to do for the rest of our lives. So <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> about f- eavesdropping and like finding out what they're interested in. A negative example is when you know their favorite artist and then you just post a song by that artist on your Instagram. It does not work. Do not do that. <laughs> I've seen so many people do that. I've definitely done that. Oh my god. Certain country star, suddenly I was yeehaw all over all my stories. <laughs> Claudia, that was so funny. It just it doesn't work. I'm so dead. 
Speaking of NYU, because that's the school we all go to for our new listeners, too, I definitely want to start talking about making the first move, quote unquote, because I don't even consider it a first move. I just consider it being creepy as fuck on the street when like guys come up to you and they start to compliment weird things about you or like catcalling. I know we talked about that in another episode, but it's it's like the same thing. If you consider coming up to someone on the street, quote unquote, making the first move, it's not making the first move. There is no first move to make. You're a weirdo. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's so specific to New York or like big city schools. It's so annoying. Gallivanting off that. <laughs> I feel like all, okay, for those who don't get that reference, Sarah and I had a class last year with this kid who was just sat super weird in his chair. And every time he would speak, he'd be like, um, gallivanting and hiking off of that point. And everyone would be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hiking off in the Maldives off that point. Yeah. I was like, what? So back to the, back to the, the podcast. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the street. Yeah. Guys always, always assess the situation before you approach a girl like if you think in your mind there's any like chance she might think that this situation is creepy or might feel uncomfortable just like don't do it i've seen some guys on twitter be like oh i love making girls feel scared and i'm like all right calm down psycho like that's uh let's not do that sarah you go and then i have a question Okay, I was gonna say, like, even if you are being innocent about it, even if you see a girl across the street, you think she's pretty, you think that it's right to go up to her and be like, hi, how are you today? I just genuinely want to know. It's still weird if it's 12pm and you go up to her on Broadway and 11th and you're like, how are you today? You haven't shaved with a backpack on. Like, bro, that's weird. That is weird. Okay, but like I've always seen so many attractive guys just on the streets of New York because I never see any guys in my classes. And I always wonder, how do I get to meet these, you know, attractive guys and like get to talk to them? Do you have any advice on that without it being weird or like creepy? Okay, honestly, this is a little bit can be seen as creepy possibly, but I feel like it like teeters on the line, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, if you are seeing this person a lot, it, it depends. Like, I don't really know what you would do for like someone you just randomly see on the street. Maybe you could like drop your papers in front of them and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Did I do that? or but if it's like someone that you see a lot in a general area maybe you could just if it's in a park you like read a book one day you start spending more time there um and then maybe like if you see them more often then they'll start to notice you or you can go up to them i think after a while because they're gonna notice people in your like general area that's true but also speaking of dropping something did you guys know that back in the 1800s, women would drop their um, handkerchiefs so that guys can pick them up and talk to them. So that's making a first move without making a first move. Damn, I so wish we lived in that era. Like, that would be so cute of us. Like, oh, let me just drop my handkerchief. Uh, cute of y'all. That's not my time period. Oh, <laughs> honest. No. no, but like, we just bring the handkerchief back thing. Like, right, just that. <laughs> just the literal <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> But also, if you are, like, in modern days looking to sort of, like, do that without being a creepazoid, if you see a guy on the street, my opinion, obviously, just, like, let it go. But if you're in a coffee shop or if you're in a grocery store and, like, you're both looking at the same kind of melon or, like, you're in a coffee (laughs) shop both ordering cappuccinos or if you're behind him in line, then I feel like it's okay to do something like that. But I I only say that just because New York City is so condensed and crowded that if you do end up, like, dropping your papers or books or a book bag or something like that, I feel like they're not even going to notice because that's just New York City culture. You know what I mean? But if you're in a more intimate environment, then a first move can be made and there's, like, a way to do it. True. I also think regarding hitting on people in coffee shops, 
one, it's super nice as a girl. Like, I feel, like, hella complimented when guys do that. True. But, two, like, I've also had, don't interrupt someone's conversation. Mm. If someone's with their friend talking and, like, they're clearly doing something or, like, they have headphones in and they're studying, they clearly, like, don't want to be bothered versus someone just, like, standing there waiting for their coffee who's way easier to like, interrupt. That is true. What's the next topic? The friend group. Should we do friend group and wrap up? Because mm-hmm. we already have it. Like, is it making a move with a guy in your friend group? Oh, I, I I can go. I want to I want to go on that. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll go after you. Savannah's like, I got it. Okay, so because Sam and I both did that recently, so we're like, yeah. So Sarah and I will be speaking from experience when we talk about this. If you're looking to get with a guy in your friend group, it's most likely that they want to too. When it comes to guys, they're not going to say no unless they're, like, with a girl, unless someone else, or they're really just not into you. Honestly, those are the reasons. And maybe you add a little bit of flirtation into (laughs) your, you know, future conversations. So, you know, maybe, yeah, add a little banter, add some heat. Most chances are they're most likely going to want to do it, too. So I say you be the one to make the first move. Unless they're either crazy or blind, (laughs) I feel like it's so hard for people to just have what what's the word platonic relationship? Yeah, platonic relationships. It's I just don't know about all that. I would have to say a hundred percent exist. Yeah, some people might. I think they can. I think they can for sure. But I just like I think they're very rare. There's definitely like. I think every girl has that one guy friend that they're like low key in love with, but they're taken and their name is. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Are we gonna put that here? <laughs> I'm putting that in the podcast and bleeping out his name because that was really fucking funny. But yeah, like Sav, college wise, we don't really have a, a guy group in college, no. to be honest. But in high school, I did try that and it just was always so awkward. Like to this day, it's still kind of like, hey, you're there, I'm here. Do we want to? Not really, but should we? maybe so I feel like it depends on like your dynamic and like how close you are so it's always a personal thing I think but for you guys do you ever think that girls and guys can be just friends with like no feelings no urges like nothing so I think yes but a lot of people say no you guys know me I have a lot of guy friends just platonically guy friends so I think a hundred percent it is according to tv shows every guy friend is not about sleeping with their girlfriend yeah okay but honestly I think it is possible but I think there's got to be some sort of underlying thoughts. No, you can still never like, I mean, for some, for some people, I think it's like subconscious thoughts. Yeah. Like you might not even realize they're there until it happens. I feel well with Claudia. I feel like, cause I feel like based on the guys that she hangs out with, all of them, like I can't see any subconscious feelings being like, I'm going to, you know, I can't see that. You have to admit when we all went to, cause you guys didn't like at first, but then we all went to burrito, <laughs> that burrito place. So like, I feel like it depends on the person and like their aura. Because if they're cute, then it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy that I'm currently seeing is, um, was part of like my high school friend group. We've been good friends for about, at this point, well, yeah, about like five or six years. We've just been close friends, the close, close guy friends that I have here. He's always been like a part of that group. And uh, we were all Zooming once quarantine started, because what else would we be doing? And it was like at that point when quarantine started where like no one was leaving their houses because that was a big, big no-no just in general. And we were Zooming and we were all talking about love. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the way he described 
his like potential relationship. And like, I'm not going to share it because I don't want to expose him. But the way he described it, I was like, holy motherfucking shit. I'm about to text him right now and ask him out on a date. So I asked him to go hiking that Thursday. And for that, I was like, it's over. You know what I mean? It's funny. I always, I'm like a huge, thank you. I'm a huge advocate of being friends first and having that good foundation because if something ever happens in a romantic relationship, if you guys ever break up, if something happens, Mm -hmm. you always have that friendship foundation to fall back on. And you you have the opportunity of being friends again. If you genuinely care about that person, want to keep them in your lives. But like, Making the first move on the guy friend is especially nerve wracking because what if something happens and we end up never talking again? So I do get that anxiety because that's especially prevalent right now. But at the same time, you're friends with them for a reason. You know whether or not, you know their families, you know their friends, you know the people they associate themselves with, and you know whether or not they're a good guy at their core. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a good move. Yeah, I feel like if it's meant to be OB, you know, like if he wants it too it will work. And if the relationship ultimately doesn't work, you both grow from it. And that's part of your life. You know what I mean? Like there's no, you shouldn't have to like fear away from it. I feel like Mm -hmm. just because like it it will be a nice experience overall. Yeah. I do be agreeing. I know other people here have gotten with people in their guy friend group. Don't be. I did. Oh yeah. I have. I I did in high school, but we never kissed. We did everything else though. It's kind of weird now that I think. Tell that story. Okay. So it was this guy named Beep. And um, <laughs> he had the personality, not even of a wet mop, of a dry mop. I can't ever think of once where I was like, ooh, he's so interesting and funny. Like, he was just nice looking. He would kind of just sit there. I love that you made that analogy because a dry mop is worse than a wet mop. I don't know how you just came up with that. But it's yeah, true. significantly worse. Not even like, like a brick would have too much character or like a cement wall, too much character. It's a dry mop. <laughs> and I was in love with him since I was in like seventh grade. Finally, he started to show interest probably because no one else did. We like started hanging out alone, like hooking up. But he'd always be like, I don't like kissing, so we're not going to do that. And like, me being I was like okay so for literally three years everything but kissing and that was before I had my first kiss too which was my senior year of high school so that was a little weird <laughs> yeah what the heck that's so funny and I saw him on my birthday and he like gave me the eyes and I was like back up Satan like I'm not doing that again like beep 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 go <laughs> mop somewhere else but yeah if a guy ever disrespects you like that flick him Literally flick him away. Don't do it. <laughs> Shoe fly. Don't bother me. I love that song. I like got with like my guy best friend of like four years. We started hanging out, hooking up for a little. And then like I was seeing someone else. So like ended things. But the thing is, everyone's like, once you cross that boundary, you can't go back. But like, we're still friends to this day. Yeah, I think you can still go back for sure. I think only you can't go back if like serious feelings are involved. That's when it gets weird territory. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. All right. Do we want to wrap? Are you doing Sarah's question corner? Oh my God, Sarah's question corner. I'll make it a quick question corner since we've we've gone on a little bit. If a guy comes up to you and says something as a first, like what are your no-nos? I know this, this actually sort of applies to last episode because our last episode, if you haven't listened, was like turnoffs. But do you have any like no-nos, like something he does or something he like applies that you're like, get the fuck off. There's no way this is happening right now. Yeah, I, t- I literally hate when guys, this is goes for like if they do it on social media too, but when guys come up to you and they're like, you're so beautiful. Can I have your number? Like, you're so pretty. 
it's like thank you but it's just creepy you need to be like slick with it you know I think a acceptable one would be on a piece of paper and he comes up, he would be like, Hey, I, I think you're really pretty and I would love to take you on a date. Here's my number. If you're interested, that does it for me. I feel like, yeah, I love that. That's so cute, simple, short, not that creepy. Thank you. I came up with that. No one ever did. (laughs) (laughs) For me, like I said earlier, anything about my race, like just back it up, beep, beep, or a really cheesy line, like, how did it hurt when you fell from heaven whatever it is ill and then also i hate this when you're with a guy friend or you're already talking to someone and they come up and they're like oh who's this guy you can do so much better mm. oh, oh i hate, I hate that. that oh we should have talked about that earlier Gross. that's awful like, that's just so rude everyone number two Ugh. who do you think you are you're not cute either but like <laughs> i just hate when they feel cocky or like show off i don't even want to do in the first place and all the guys who do that look like shriveled up asparagus so it doesn't even apply <laughs> i don't have like a no-no but like Upon first conversation, when they're asking me, like, just by the way they present themselves, I can immediately tell, like, if I'm be like, yes or no. Yeah. I feel that. I have one more question corner, and then we'll wrap. Does anyone have their signature first move? Has anyone here ever seen the movie um, Crazy Stupid Love? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that movie. movie. Okay. You know the scene where Ryan got – or no, no, no. Emma Stone is like, what's your signature first move to, like, Ryan Gosling? And I know that moves sort of in the direction of sex, which we are doing a part two of, by the way. Yes. But do you have that signature first move, whether it's just to make that physical contact? Yeah? Yeah. My whole thing, like I said earlier, is just the touching on the thigh, like, the opening up show that, like, I am interested physically. That's always been, like, my go-to thing, you know? Yeah, because I know that mine has always been like, when I was single, I guess, I always did used to have this fallback story that I was used to tell because I, I saw Barney do it on How I Met Your Mother. And then I saw Ryan Gosling do it on Crazy Stupid Love. So I'm like, it's got to work for girls too. So I tried doing it. But every time I tried doing it, it didn't have like the same effect. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a guy specific thing? Like, I don't guys know. Guys like to lie. So Maybe. Audience, let us know. Find out next time on Crying in Public. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this wildly long episode. We have enjoyed doing it. Thank you. Also, our Instagram. If you have any topics you want to hear discussed or advice you want given or any questions for us, follow us at Crying in Public Podcast on Instagram and DM us, and we will try and get that recorded for you. Yeah, we just got 500 followers, which is like so – we're so grateful to everyone who's guys. And everyone who participates in this conversation, thank you guys so much for breaking down those barriers of what a woman can talk about. Love all of you. Love you guys. Love you. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. 
for 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.